Let him have it, sir. Let him have it. Let him have it. You're listening to Aerial View on WFMU East Orange and worldwide on the internet at WFMU.org. What kind of radio show is this? I've heard his voice on the tape and it really put the hook in me.
There's just so many fucking people. It's not even funny. I hate this area. What area? 42nd Street and 8th Avenue in New York City. Just outside of the Port Authority bus terminal. It's me, Chris T, on an aerial view. Going to see Ace Freely, Freely, however you want to say his name, at the BB King Club, where he is performing tonight. And uh, doors opened at 6 p.m. The showtime was supposed to be 7:30. It's now 5 to 8. And I'm um, just walking over there now. Just got off the bus from the ferry. And. Uh, People I know who went last night said that he didn't go on until 9 o'clock, so I did not want to get there early and sit around, get harassed by the waitstaff. i got to say, B.B. King's not one of my favorite clubs. Never has been, never will be. really don't like the way they treat people there. And uh, they seem to want to charge you an arm. Watch out for that bus, would you? They want to charge you an arm and a leg to go there. That's what they want to do. And then they seat you all at these long tables. And you... Kind of sucks. Oh, thank you anyway. Uh, have they even let people in yet for Ace Freely? I thought I saw a line of people out front, but maybe my eyes are deceiving me. Yeah, if at all possible, just stay off of this stretch of 42nd Street. It's just tourist trap after tourist trap. Crappy restaurant after crappy restaurant. They sure do use a lot of lights here, though. I'll say that much for them. And uh, Keith Hartel is going to be joining me tonight, and I'm hoping that we can record a little bit while we're in there, unless someone comes over and starts giving me shit for it. But I'm going to try to do some recording. Thank you. 
King Club. Yes. Keith Cartel and I. Yes. Uh, we uh, we got in on some sort of guest list. Don't ask me which one. But uh, you were saying about Ace. Oh yeah. Well, uh, well, you were saying that when you were interviewing Ace, you, you had to confess that you weren't you weren't a big Kiss fan in high school. Yeah, I had to confess that to him. Now, um, so so I was going into my theory, which is. Uh, Say you're a few years older than me. You got a few years on me. 
I, uh, I don't know exactly how many you have on me, but I, I was born in 68. I'm 53. Five years. Yeah. My contention is anyone that is five years older than me or five years younger than me doesn't give a fuck about Kiss. You had to be... You had to be in that sweet spot. So in 1975, 76 is really when I discovered him. I was eight years old. So, you know, my little brother, he was five. He was along for the ride. He got into Kiss, stayed with it through the 70s from age five to age, you know, 12, and uh, as, as did I. But if you were already like 13, 14 when you first were seeing Kiss coming out, it might have probably looked pretty silly to the serious yeah. young rocker, I would think. Yeah. Well, he laughed, so that was good when I told him that, you know. It's, and I'm glad. Laugh is famous laugh. Famous laugh. He has the same voice that all the guys in the dolls do. Uh, and the thing that we've been talking about is that that is a dying, you know, it's like a, like a, a dialect that's vanishing, yeah, like yeah. an American Indian or whatever. But yeah. like this sort of, you know, it's basically those guys from the island. Right. Know, sort of, you know, like, like so with Johnny vain. Thunders, so, when I saw him at Hoboken, he's like, can someone get me a drink? Well, every single line he said, can you put some reverb in his monitor so he can sound like a human being? Right. Well, Ace yeah. is from the Bronx. He's from the Bronx, you know, right. right? So, and Johansson's from Staten Island, right? Where the hell was Johnny Thunder? But, but Queens? and yet, and yet, I so. and yet, Barbara Stanwyck, Kurt Lancaster—they're like they're from different boroughs, but they were in the same. They had elocution in the same generation. Yeah. But they, what they started out was that. Nobody, like, no elocution lesson on earth teaches you to say murder. Murder. And yet murder. that's what happened. Like, whatever, these cats, like, right. it's like, damage to the hearing, you know. Like, uh, but, but, you know, when I was talking to him, I was, trying to, bone or I was trying to imagine him with the makeup on talking like that. And that was starting to blow my mind. Like, it's, you know, nowadays, with the goatee, right. it kind of works. But I was just trying to picture him in the full regalia. Going on. Honestly, I don't give a fuck what you think, Jane. I'm not doing it. You're like, all I honestly, all I really retain of Kiss because I never gave a shit about the men and it just never was a thing. Was that that movie, the, the TV movie they made? Yeah, Phantom of the Park. Almost all of those guys were post-synced in it, but probably because of the accent. Yeah. Right. You know, like, go get him, Star Child. Like, it was just like weird, like you know, Mother Dan kind of. One of those guys was not even allowed to talk in the movie. Oh, really? I think it was it was either Peter or Ace, but one of them couldn't even cut it. Like they had to dub in his voice. And they, they didn't have that much. I think it was Peter. Lines. I remember there was a yeah, yeah. I think it was Peter. First time I ever met you, you were sitting with Chris upstairs at the Court Tavern at one of your A Bones gigs. As a matter of fact, we usually do sit together. And here's what happened too: is that you were like, "Oh, what's going on tonight?" And I hadn't seen you guys yet, so I didn't recognize you. So I was like, "Yeah, it's this band, the A Bones. I haven't seen them, but everyone thinks they're really great." But you were leaving me wide open to make any kind of commentary. <laughs> You did not reveal your identity. I was like, oh, I heard great things about... I was all like, yeah, I heard great things about them. Like, oh, well. Like, oh, that was close. I could have volunteered, but I think the guitar player is drunk already. Did you notice they're pumping smoke in here to make it look like a smoky club? Oh, well, I mean, Kiss is a smoke band, man. The smoke... Ace Frehley is a smoke artist. Maybe it's in the rider. He's had smoke on his club. Did, did you ever watch that Tom Snyder interview? No. That, that's what you need to do as soon as you go home. You need YouTube kiss on Tom Snyder. 
because the story is they sat down for the Tom Snyder interview, Eric Carr era. And oh, they, is this the one where Ace was really drunk? And, and he just steals the show. He yeah. just, because Tom's like, uh, you're supposed to be a, a spaceman. He's like, no, I'm a plumber. Well, you can, and you can tell, like, Tom seems like, like he's, like, looped up, too. Like, like definitely. <laughs> and you know, I've met Gene and Paul in a career that, too. And they have no discernible sense of humor. Not, not that I can tell. Build your career back around wearing kabuki makeup and being on, you know, platform trees. You wouldn't think it had a sense of humor for now. Boring. The, the boringest, boringest men in rock and roll. Oh my god, here he goes! Oh, Keith, mirror. Keith, did you ever encounter this guy, Richie Scarlet? The Dude, Richie Scarlet I man? have a night, a terrible story about him. Okay.
that, that, you know that, that solo he took? When you know, when the guitar smoked? And then they get to that part where he goes, Yeah, you showed me that. What song was that from? That's not from a song. That's from his live solo segment from the album Kiss Alive. Right. And if you used to go see Kiss in concert, that's what he did during his section. So that's his famous... Yeah. His famous guitar Yeah, that was in one of our guitar lessons. Yeah, I was going to mention, I thought that I had through that at one because what it is 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 like he's just doing this um you know it's like kind of a stock rock cliche plays it slow then gradually speeds it up it's not that hard but right. he knows how to take the moment yes he knows how he to knows, make it dramatic yes he knows how to make it dramatic and exciting and, and it is one of those things where it's i don't think we're going to get across here right, not just now it's only 11 51 um i think it's 10 51 oh that's it? what it's i meant yeah almost uh, here I am with Keith Hartel. We just left the Ace Freely show at the BB Kings, or as I call it, the Clip Joint. Um, I call it the Clip Joint. The Clip, clip Joint. Clip. Clip. It's a Clip Joint. You know? What do you mean, Clip? Like they, they you never heard that money? expression? No. What does that they, what does it mean? It's it's everything's overpriced. Yeah, you know, I know. I know. That. Yeah. Even though we can't complain, we got in on the guest list, so we're, we're, I can't really complain too much. But you can still complain though. Yeah. Because. It still is too costing much to buy shit. I know, yeah. <laughs> like a glass of red wine and shitty red wine is $13, $14, $15. Bud, Budweiser, $9. Yeah. Um, I've never liked that place. Uh, no, from the it's very hostile. first time I ever went there. It's hostile to the. Event. And I still don't like it. It's the tourist trap kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's not for the. It's not for the. I, I think I was only I played once oh this is funny I played once in it playing bass in an Elvis Costello cover band opening for Dr. Demento oops sorry does that blow your mind? yeah I thought it would because I didn't know Dr. Demento actually performed on stage like he, what was his stage show like? he, he played a bunch of weird records really? and he, he, told, he looked he dressed kind of funny yeah, with that and stupid top hat or yeah, whatever. Yeah, we didn't stay for the whole set, but like I was happy to see him because I had used to listen to him when I was a kid. You know, I was one of those people that listened to Weird Al when he was a solo a accordion artist on Dr. Demento in like 80 before he busted out on MTV. Dr. Demento busted out on MTV? No, 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 Weird Al. But, oh, Weird Al, but okay, sorry. Weird Al used to go on Dr. Demento and play solo, acu- solo acoustic accordion parody and it wasn't just My Bologna. My Bologna was his big hit. Right. It was probably that year, 1980, whatever year. 1979. 79. All right. Was that uh, year? Yeah. My Bologna was his big one. He had one, um, uh, Feel Like Throwing Up, that was based on Feel Like Making Love by Bad Company. He had a lot of songs. Let's, let's uh, get away from this sound. Yeah, I see it dead ahead. There it is. Do you see all this fabulous parking? I can't believe all this parking. I, who knew? Right across from the New York Times building, right? But, um, oh, man. Yeah, back to the suckness of BB King's. The only other time I was there is I went to see um, Ian Hunter one time because my, my boss was playing there with Ian Hunter, so I went to see Ian Hunter there one time. 
and I thought it was the most unpleasant place to venue for a uh, for a gig. Although the sound is good though. Sounds good. Wow, thanks for the ride home, by the way. I didn't think I'd be getting a ride home. Well, I was all prepared to always know get an Uber. Anytime. I thought for sure you were going to hop on the path train or some damn thing. You know what it was? Is I, have, I didn't have a car for so long that, like, I am the guy that I will drive into New York City. Like, it would have to be really fucked up for me to not choose to drive just because. Yeah, it'd have to be like the St. Patrick's Day parade or something. Yeah, some shit, like, like some shit where it's just, like, non-starter oh man but, um, I'm yeah. worn out by that show I gotta say it's like at some point it just wears you out it, it just, just rocks really, rocks too hard the rock it rocks too hard is there yeah there can there is such a thing <laughs> well I think that like it reminds me what it remind it reminded me of when I saw the kiss reunion because by the time I saw the kiss reunion that was I just read somewhere that that was like 17 years ago or some shit and so like when I when I saw that I hadn't seen Kiss when I was a kid. I was I guess probably in my early I might have been in my no, my late 20s, like late late 20s. And so I got to Madison Square Garden. It must have been like 98 or something. And you're like everyone here you know is exactly my age and it's all dudes and it's all of Madison Square Garden. Every single person is a dude my age with the same feelings and the same passion for what KISS used to be. And then KISS during that time, the reunion thing, what they were doing was they just did their set that ends in 1978. Like it was everything that goes up to, to and includes KISS Alive 2 content and not one thing past it. So not only that, but Paul Stanley was doing all the same banter from those records and we went um, there was one of the dudes in the crew we went with. He 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 was a a, a marijuana broker. Oh, marijuana broker. Eh? He was a marijuana broker. I was a marijuana enthusiast, but it was one of those things where that you you smoke the different marijuana and it gets you like double high, you know, because yes. you're in Madison Square Garden. So all of a sudden, I'm just thinking like, man, like it starts hitting me, like I'm watching the concert, everything, and I, I'm, I'm like I'm I'm high in that way that I feel like I'm tripping. And then all of a sudden I get this time warp thing because all of the music and the dialogue is from 78 and earlier. And the music, it suddenly just dawns on me, like the Madison Square Garden sound system, Crank and Kiss playing their music. It was so primitive. And then there's fire, these fire explosions, and they all seem like ejaculations. And the face paint, and I was like, this is, and, and, and all these like, you know, dudes in their 30s going nuts. This is a primitive ritual, and I was freaked out. Wow. I was really into it. Yeah. But I was, I was also like freaked out. I was like, no, man, my, this is fucked up. This is fucked up what's happening here. Yeah, it was, I'm sure it was pretty fucked up. I never saw it. <laughs> it was, I never saw Kiss Live. I got to say, it, well, uh, maybe I'll live in regret yeah. for the rest of my days. But. Well, uh, you're gonna have, yeah, I did see Led yeah. Zeppelin at the Garden in June of 1977. So there's that's that. yeah, but that's not as retarded. Yeah, but because the thing about Kiss is Kiss is very dumb. It's I, I, I mean I gotta dumb. say the the people the men at this Ace Freely show were uh, I turned to Keith at one point I said and to Bruce who was there as well and I said these men are deeply unattractive. There's a lot of deeply unattractive men here. They look like they you know like never get out in the sun. 
I mean, they're all bald or balding, or they got, it's just, and they're all gone to seed. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's Ace's fault. Who, you can't blame Ace for that, right? No, 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 you, you don't can't. blame Ace. No, well, Kiss makes you less ambitious. Is that what happened? <laughs> it makes you <laughs> less. It makes you less ambitious. It makes you less ambitious. You set the bar low. Is that yeah, what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a low bar. Well, uh, let, give me a, a number from one to ten of just how like how much wanking there was going on. Like, would you say uh, the wanking was under control, or was there a lot of guitar? The wanking, no, the wanking was perfectly, the wanking was impeccable. It was the exact amount that you're supposed to have. Um, And what it was, was a lot of this wanking, like this was built into set piece favorites. The only thing that I thought was was gratuitous and unnecessary and undesirable was the bass. The bass bass solo solo was really fucking annoying. Well, someone should Uh, tell those guys, bass solo is a punchline. Right. In this world. Uh, and what's the deal with Richie Scarlet? Now, what what is his deal? I never did get to hear the Richie Scarlet story that you were going to tell Bruce, but uh, can you share it? Is it something yeah, can you can it. share? Yeah, 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 or yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's funny. What is it? Um, Richie Scarlet was the second guitarist in Ace's band. R- Richie Scarlet, yeah. And this is a guy. I, I, all right. I'm, um, um, he, he is qualified. I'm not going to say that he's not qualified to play with Ace. He's clearly qualified. He's got the skills. And um, I don't know how far back he goes with Ace, but I think it's far back. I think it might be pre-2000 back. You know, Ace has been doing... Ace used to go around calling it Fraley's Comet, like when he was... uh, Right. Now he's more Ace Fraley from Kiss is the act. But like in the late 80s, um, when he was making records for Metal Blade, he had a band called Fraley's Comet. The metal they were doing was a bit more trying to be modern. You know, he was trying to keep pace. Like always more giving the people what they want. I, so Richie Scarlet goes somewhere back towards that. I don't know how far back exactly. But my own experience with Richie Scarlet was um, a couple of years ago, I was doing a gig at the cutting room with um, my wife, Tammy Faye's Blondie cover band. Mm-hmm. And the cutting room, the um, you know, the people that, that, that own and operate it are really nice and they've been good to Tammy. Um, but the setup is like for me as a you know like punk rock and roll kind of dude. I don't like it. It's the thing like uh, like a Joe's Pub kind of thing, where everyone sits at tables and then they clear you out, and then they bring in the next people. Yeah, like it's that clear the room second bringing, show. Yeah, and it's that adulty like eat food at your table. Right. Shit. So it's always an uncomfortable gig because whenever you come in, like you have to sneak your gear past the tables then go downstairs and then the way they have it set up is that there's there's this nice dressing room but you're only entitled to it from the time that the band before you is on and until you're set okay well i mean that's not the end of the world but still it, it does make it that pain in the ass where you get there and you don't have to anywhere to be comfortable until a certain exact time right in the dressing room and then the dressing room is downstairs by a fucking kitchen and a fucking toilet you know the usual yeah the usual but the dressing room is nice right so 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 the act that's playing before us is Richie Scarlet and he's playing some kind of like 8 o'clock set and I, I don't really know who he is it sounds like a rock star name and they're saying like yeah I used to play with Ace Fraley used to play with Ace Fraley like that's the catchphrase so so we're there, and then um, his band is starting to play, and he's such like a big star. 
that the band is up there like the dude. He's doing like a James Brown where the band has to be warming up for a couple songs. They're vamping? Well, they're waiting. vamping. Yeah. But I mean, by vamping, they're actually playing a couple of songs before right. he even appears on stage. And he's a, just a guitar player. He's not George Jones. Yeah. He's not James <laughs> Brown, you know? But so, so the thing was is that we're waiting for so long to get in the dressing room, but then even when the set starts, the dude is still in the dressing room. And he had so much, like, don't bother me, I'm a rock star atmosphere around him. Oh, my God. I admit that could be subjective. However, as the story plays out, you will see it's not at least totally subjective. But the thing, so the thing was, is that even when his set started, we're still waiting for the fucker to get out of there. And we don't even want to go in there because he's just a weirdo sitting in the dressing room, like, getting his head together, whatever that takes to play his set at, in front of his friends sitting at the table at uh, the cutting room. So... Eventually, his manager's kind of like, you guys can go sit in there. He'd probably be glad, you know. So, so like, you know, meaning, like, you know, we have the right, even though he's still in the dressing room waiting to go on, we can go in. Right. His manager's telling us that, and you can tell that his manager feels weird about it. He seemed like a nice guy, like, kind of like, no, don't worry about it. You can go in. You can go in. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So we go in, and it's that kind of awkward thing where, like, no one wants to speak up because he just had so much, uh, for, for lack of a better word, vibe. Mm. You know, and then you, know, you have this stilted conversation like, yeah, you know, we're looking forward to have, have some fun. Yeah, that's, that's what it's all about. Like that kind of that talk. But, you know, like he had that like um, un, untalkative before his big show vibe. Yeah, he's getting in his head. He's getting in his head. For the show. Yeah, and, and almost like this aura coming where he, it's very big of him to allow us to sit in the room while he's waiting to go on. Oh, my God. But this is nothing, though, because I'm not claiming that he did anything wrong here. This is still us project. This is me projecting right. still. But then this is the outrage. So finally he, he, he gets out of the room. He goes and he does his set. Whatever, it's fine. It, and, you know, it's it's like, um, I remember that one of the first things he played was, like, you know, Bex Bolero. Mm-hmm. A lot of similar kind of those, like, late 60s, early 70s, like, guitar rock covers. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing wrong with it, nothing special. But then his set is over, and and so basically, like, this is the moment where we have, like, ten minutes before we're going on, and then, then we're, we're out of there. You know, yeah. like our shit is being moved to the stage. We're setting up. So anyone that's kind of lingering around the dressing room is actually just waiting for go time, which is happening any minute. So during this last, like, it must have been like we probably had between five to ten minutes before we were actually going to go on. Some of us are setting up on stage. Those of us who are set up are still, you know, kind of hanging in the dressing room. So, so Richie comes in the dressing room after his set, all triumphal and sweaty, that whole sweaty, triumphant vibe. Mm. And then some older, you know, managerish, I'm in the music business style vibe guy comes and gives him like the music industry, like you just triumphed hug. Oh my God. Like, you know, just like a big, like, 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 and like, it's a big event. Like he's fucking showcasing for uh, Tom Zutout. In L.A. in 1987 or some shit. And and then they do this, though, because um, me and the saxophone player Craig were still in there. And like I say, we are really fucking getting ready to go on and leave. Like, we're not, we're not, we're not hanging. We're not partying. We're getting ready to leave. And then he just looks at us and he goes, can, can I get the room, guys? Can I get the room? Oh, my God. And we were actually, it was the thing where, as douchey as that is... Our reaction was more the astonishment of like, wait, I can't believe, I can't believe that you're 
saying what I, I what I think you're doing. I can't believe you're doing. And then he just goes, guys, please. Like, we're really imposing on his space because he has to have some important conversation with the guy that hugged him see after could, his set. See if you could pull up by this garage here. Just let this person go Oh, back. sure. Like yeah. this? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. This. Just, just this. Someone's right behind you. They'll, they'll slip past you. And then, so what did you do? Did you kick him in the groin? No, 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 times? no, no. Oh, okay. No, what happened was, here's what happened. It was, so, so it's like, it's like, it's, it's like in real life, not like on television when someone's a dick and you're like, hey man, fuck you when you get in a fight. No, you just like, you get a confused, pissed off look and you sulk your way out of the room. Wow. And I think. What did Tammy say? I can only imagine Tammy's reaction. Well, you know what's funny is like, um. Tammy is kind of um, better at that kind of stuff than than me because she's she's a trooper and I'm a crybaby. But um, the other thing was she wasn't kicking around when that happened. It happened to me and the, the sax player, Craig. And what happened was I think that Tammy or someone else in the band wheeled by there. And he kind of half-assed apologized on the one hand, but then said the sax player was being like a jerk. Which I think that Craig just kind of gave him a stink eye, like a, a fucking much... Warranted, much deserved stink eye. What Let's listen to cut number four from it, the one with Paul Stanley. I'm not going to be able to do that. In oh, here. oh, you don't this have car a CD. doesn't have that power. Are you kidding me? No CD player. Wow, no it's a player. modern. It's a very modern car. But Paul Stanley was very invited modern. to sing on what song? Because I remember reading... uh, it's called Fire. Turn on the light from it. Does oh. this have a light? It it's got a light, right? Oh yes. Kind of what the hell's going on? Something's I happening. Almost did the sunroof. It's called Fire and Water. Fire and Water, that's the song by Free. Okay, yeah. Free. That's that, what it says here. I had heard that because this is cool because Ace invited Paul to sing on it. And Paul said yes. And I think that Ace invited Gene to sing on it and Gene said no. Uh, here, you can have that. Thank you. I, I really Souvenir of the show. It. Yeah. and um, I'm very excited. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day <coughs> about Kiss. And they said that Paul is really... Like, everyone thinks Gene is the decision maker in that band. Paul. And it's Paul. Yeah. Right? It all comes down to Paul. Yes. And then the other rumor about <coughs> Kiss is that as much as that there's bad feelings between the, the you know, the, the ousted members and the members that keep the name, you know, Paul and Gene versus Ace and Peter, um, word is Paul and Gene don't get along that well, and it's like Paul keeps Gene at arm's length because he's not into that whole... Gene is like the Donald Trump of... Uh, right. <laughs> rock. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, like Paul but, you is, know, I mean, it does occur to me <laughs> that all four of them are still alive. Yes. And a reunion tour, I mean, how much money do you think they would make on a reunion? Do you think a lot of people would go see Kiss 2016, or do you think it would be like, eh? I mean, would they be met with the... It's it's a great question. <coughs> the reason why it's a great question is because when, when that, you know, I saw, I went to see the reunion tour, and... The time that I saw it was actually the second time around. They'd already, you know, they were doing the second lap. They'd already done the reunion the year before. Mm -hmm. And I think it was only for those two tours. They didn't do it for very long before. Another thing I might add is that Ace really was, you know, uh, as far as I could tell, in Madison Square Garden, really stoned. Mm. Ace seemed like he'd been drinking and he wasn't playing well, which was apparently supposed to be the problem mm. with why they broke up again. Um, but to answer your question... Um, yeah, I think I think absolutely people would go because when, as you say, like the four members are alive, so it's still 
like when they did it in the 90s, it was exciting because it hadn't been in so long and so many people hadn't gotten to see the real kiss. And now it's kind of more of a thing where if they got back together, it's like, well, how many more ta- chances would there ever be to yeah. see the stuff? Yeah. And basically it's that catalog. Like Ace is, the songs that Ace was doing tonight that everyone is going nuts for, that's the Kiss catalog. That catalog stands the test of time. Like people still want to go out and hear that music. So. Also, True that. And Ace's last solo album went to number one. And that means, because Kiss's last album did not go to number one. All right. So if Ace went back and Kiss, I think that's good for Kiss. I think so, too. I think it'd be a powerhouse. But I'm going to get out of the car now and go inside and go to sleep. And thank you for uh, oh, joining you so me, much. man. Thank, thank you, you so for much. making it. I really appreciate this it. Is, and, um, I appreciate it. This it was fun. And let's, time. you know, uh, next time we go out, let's make sure it's not the BB King Club. That's all Unless we go to see Leslie West at the end of the month. Oh, my God. I think Randy Bachman's going to be there in June, too, man. Go see some. Go see, he'll, he'll go through the whole Guess Who catalog. He'll tell you how all those songs came together. <laughs> I actually have it on DVD. We don't even have to go. You can just come over one day and we'll pop, pop in the DVD. But it is pretty, it's a lot of fun. You don't think you're going to have that much fun with Randy Bachman, and it turns out to be pretty cool. That's all I'll say. <laughs> no, Winnipeg's favorite sons. You would have fun with Randy guess Bachman. Guess who? I know, yeah. You would have fun with him. All right, man. I'll see you later. Take care of business. All right. Every day. Oh, man. I'm going home. Good night. All right. That'll uh, do it for this here aerial view. Chris T., uh, getting out of Keith Hartel's car and heading home. I don't know if my wife is still going to be awake. Who the hell knows? Let's see. I'm sure Roger will greet me at some point. And uh, I don't think I'm going to jump in the shower, frankly. I may actually go a day without a shower. That'll be okay, right? my key out. It was really great that I got a ride back. I'll tell you what, I did not want to have to deal with public transportation. I come in before midnight. Oh my gosh. I did an aerial view with Keith. It was fun. Come on, Raj. It's getting late. We gotta go to sleep. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.